Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter and the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Born on America's darkest day of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes ever since. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays the mortgage on the family home to lift the financial burden. For catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling severely injured heroes to move around their homes more independently. Through the foundation's homeless veteran program, Tunnel to Towers is providing housing and services to homeless veterans because all veterans who served honorably, whether in peacetime or war, deserve our nation's gratitude. People who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities need your help now more than ever. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of this country's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T. Org. You know, your house smells. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. My house smells too. I'm not, I'm not indicting you. I'm sure you keep a clean home, but just time means you're going to acquire smells, whether those are cooking smells that get in your paint and your carpet. Maybe they're animal smells. Maybe you're a smoker or someone else was. Just living creates smells. I didn't realize that my home had a smell to it until I got my first Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the greatest air purifier I've ever ever owned in my life. This thing, I had it plugged in for two hours. I came back in the room and my air smelled so clean. I now own three of them. I'm not making that up. This thing has absolutely changed me on top of what it's done for my allergies. Go get one, get two, be like me and get three. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE 
That gets you 10 bucks off and free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com, promo code JESSE. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. It is an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Gosh, we're going to have so much stupid amounts of fun today. I will tell you, this is today for me my last refuge. Most people, you probably, are staring at the clock, dying to get off work on a Friday. Go snatch up your, your woman or your man. Go out on a Friday night, get some Tex-Mex, depending on where you live, down a margarita, have a good time, celebrate not being at work. That is what you're going to do today. Me, I'm essentially, well, I'm landing on the beaches of Normandy. When I get off of work today, my in-laws will be in town. All right, anyway, 877-377-4373, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I honestly don't know what I'm looking forward to more. These absurd, controversial, heavy questions, they they run the gamut today. I, I, I Seriously, I have questions today about George Floyd Square, preferred chicken wings. I have an animal fight. I have what I want the states to do as far as standing up to the federal government. Somebody is at work and it's a woke workplace and they're miserable. I, I, it's uh, the national divorce. What do I think is going to prompt it? I mean, these are the questions I have today. These are the questions. Oh, it gets heavier. Believe me. I have, a, I have a dime in my email Dying to date a good dude and can't find one. And I actually have a solution for you because I know you're not the only dime out there hunting for a man. I'll tell you specifically where to find one today. It's someplace you haven't heard of or haven't thought about, but it will work for you. All that is coming up today on the Jesse Kelly Show. I don't know if we're going to have a guest. I have a long email about black people. Guy wasn't sure if if I, I the guy wasn't sure if I should read it on the air. He was obviously very hesitant, didn't think I would. Of course I'm going to read it on the air. It's very controversial. He wants to know uh, well, why isn't why isn't it all their fault? So on and so forth. I have an answer for you that's going to be different today. I'll answer that. You know what? That might be the first question I answer. I'll answer that in about an hour from now. You're not going to shame me or intimidate me with controversy. Let's talk. We don't. I'll tell you this. As you probably figured out by now, I don't shy away from issues. And I definitely don't shy away from the issues everyone else shies away from. And I'll tell you why. I have two different, two different reasons for that before I get into history here. One, I detest the cowardice of the right and their unwillingness to talk about uncomfortable things. I think it's pathetic and weak and I won't take part in it. That's one. Two, you don't move the ball forward by avoiding tough conversations. 
What have I told you before on other Ask Dr. Jesse Fridays when we get off of politics and we start talking about uh, relationships and stuff like that? Have a fight. I see these. Uh, I see these young couples. I'll, I'll get emails all the time on Ask Doctor Jesse Friday. Oh, we just get along so well. I love him. We never fight. We've been together five months. Why do you never fight? Are you identical twins? Your difference. You had better start being willing to have a fight, have a tough conversation. And work out those differences. You're not moving the ball forward. I love you. Oh, I love you, honey smoochies. That, that doesn't move the ball forward. You move the ball forward by having a good fight and getting it out. Racial, t- racial tensions, you don't overcome them by avoiding them. And that's what we do now. All the race talk goes one way in this country. And it's extremely unhealthy for everybody. This is what white people should do. White people have to do that. Why don't white people? White people suck. White people that... Okay, that's unhealthy. I'm fine with having those talks, but we're going to have a frank conversation today. Period. But first, let's talk about a gangster. Let's talk about a gangster on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. It's going to be, well, it's going to be a doozy of a day. Have you ever heard of Whitey Bulger? Maybe, maybe you haven't. I assumed everybody and their brother had heard of Whitey Bulger. Chris, didn't you assume everybody and their brother had heard of Whitey Bulger? And I start talking. I was with a, a few friends last night. Most of them had not heard of Whitey Bulger. Now, maybe that's because I geek out on gangsters and mafia guys and cartels. Like, I assumed most guys do. Chris is over here nodding his head. It's just something guys do. But... I don't want to make that mistake that I lecture other people about making. It's just assuming everybody knows about somebody. So let's talk about an Irish gangster from Boston. And more specifically, we're going to talk about how he met his end. Now, the Irish. I I know everybody considers me Irish because my last name's Kelly. And obviously that's where my heritage is because Kelly is as an Irish name as it is. Full disclosure, though, I don't consider myself to be Irish-American at all. Now, I'm not saying that's bad if you do consider yourself to be that. I just was not raised in that way. We were never raised that we were Irish. We were just raised that we were American. So whatever, whatever those ties are, and I'm sure they're there, I don't know about them. Also, I do kind of want to visit Ireland because every single person who's ever been there tells me it's freaking awesome and the people are awesome, even though I'm sure they have a lot of gingers up there. What, Chris? We can joke. It's fine. But the Irish, when they immigrated to the United States of America, were, I don't want to say treated terribly. I mean, they were, but understand, anytime there's mass immigration from one place, they are initially treated terribly. This is universal. And I don't like it that everybody pretends like it's just their special lot in life, that it's never happened before. Why do we talk about history on this show? Specifically to drive home the point everything has happened before. The Irish, when they came here, were treated just like the Italians and the Jews and the uh, Germans, everybody. You people are all coming here. Uh, One, you're taking our jobs. Two, when you immigrate 
oftentimes it's not the the wealthy, well-to-do people who are immigrating. It's the poorer, so that means you're going to inevitably have more crime that comes with it, which gives people a, a bad reputation right off the bat. So let's see, you're taking our jobs. Uh, someone just got stabbed across town. Of course, it was an Irishman. You... You're treated like an outcast. You've seen the signs before. Irish need not apply and things like that. Treated like garbage right when they got here. So, I mean, this, this, this inevitably goes the same way every time. Like I said, Italians, Jews, they all went through this. You get here, everyone treats you like crap. So you move into your own neighborhood around other Irish or Italians or Jews. Or you live in your own neighborhood surrounded by your people And you become more insular for a time. This always takes time. Then eventually you will disperse out into society. That's how it always works. You end up getting married to her and moving here and getting hired by him. And and slowly but surely those communities break up and disperse into society. Chris's people are everywhere now. They control the weather. (laughs) Quick, Chris. All right. That was no different in Boston. Boston, obviously, we have uh, obviously the great, great, great people of Boston. I know Boston people get a bad rap because they're, I don't know if I wanted to say rude. They're very direct. Direct? I love that. That's why I get along with Boston people and New Jersey people. That's just my speed. Let's talk about South Boston and the Irish and Whitey Bulger. And then your Ask Dr. Jesse questions. out catch up jessekellyshow.com eden pure thunderstorm took care of my allergies and look, there's a ton of things i could tell you right now about the eden pure thunderstorm uh, i could brag about how small it is and that's not a small thing well i guess pardon the pun i guess it is a small thing but the 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 air filters i have always had you know what they look like it's those towers it has to become part of your room decor cuz they're so big the eden pure thunderstorm it's just this compact little thing it goes right into the wall outlet but allergies drive me insane but more than my nose although i get the runny nose that everyone else gets it's my eyes they make my eyes itch so bad i can't stand it the Eden Pure Thunderstorm, it took them away. I love this thing. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. That's EdenPureDeals.com. Use the code word JESSE, J-E-S-S-E, for 10 bucks off. It is an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday, 877-377-4373. I can't wait to answer this question about the person stuck in the work woke place. About the 28-year-old dime hunting for a man. Where is she going to find one? I will tell you exactly where to find one. All that is coming up on the Ask Dr. Jesse version of the Jesse Kelly Show on Friday. But... We're talking about Whitey Bulger today. Let me try to get through this thing here as best I can. 
The Irish, obviously, they immigrate here. They keep to themselves. Boston is a big place for them, specifically South Boston. And like most immigrant communities, insular and because they're poor, at least at first, this especially applied to South Boston then and now, though South Boston has very much changed today, rough. Violent crime is not unheard of. Now, I will say, when you think violent crime in these communities, yes, there were murders. I don't want to act like, oh, nobody ever got killed. It was just a jolly old game of fisticuffs. Fisticuffs. No, no. But it wasn't a murder every night, but there were fistfights on every corner. It was just a rough way to grow up. Very insular people. Poor. Hardworking. So... Growing up, the Bolger family was a big family. Whitey Bolger, his name is James. I'm going to call him Whitey the whole time because that's his nickname. But James Bolger was kind of the rough one, the outcast in the family. His brother, Billy, we'll get to that in a little while, was wildly successful and ended up being a hugely powerful politician. That will come into play here shortly. It was almost like Whitey decided at a very, very, very early age Crime is just kind of what I'm going to do. It was what he was good at. He was a violent kid, an excellent fighter by all accounts growing up. And immediately he begins to immerse himself in the gangs in his neighborhood. There are youth gangs. Youth gangs are not just a thing of today. Understand that. That in rough neighborhoods, then, now, and forever, Kids will start getting into gang life at, honestly, nine, ten years old and younger. That's stunning to me because I have two sons, 10 and 12, and they're into Legos. Well, other kids are into knives and stuff like that because that's the environment they grow up in. You are very much a product of your environment. He is a rough kid. At one point in time, he sees someone from his neighborhood getting picked on. And like I said, insular. If you see one of your friends getting picked on in a fight, you're in a fight. That's how these people grow up. He runs over and saves this neighborhood kid. You know I don't give you many names, right? I don't do that to you. John Connolly. Remember that name. The neighborhood kid's name was John Connolly. Put that one in your back pocket. We'll get back to it a few minutes from now. Moving on, Whitey begins to come on up in the criminal world, and in the criminal world, he's progressing. He turns into a bank robber, and let's pause here for a moment because this applies to today. It applies to all of history. One of the uncomfortable things we don't like to talk about because you and I believe in things like forgiveness and redemption, and they, we, we, that's that's a very American, a very Judeo-Christian value. That's something, you know, everybody's redeemable, you know, that kind of thing. So we don't like to talk about the ugly reality of things. And here's the ugly reality of it. If you talk to any big city cop, I talk to many of them, friends with many of them. The ugly reality of it is this. If you get them in a private moment, they will tell you. Jesse, you see that 12-year-old over there? We should lock him up right now for the rest of his life. And I'll be like, wait, what? What is he, a serial killer? What are you talking about? What do you mean we should lock him up? He's already shoplifted three or four times. 
just got caught breaking into a car yesterday. I'm all, oh, okay, so what? And they just look at me like, you don't understand. His path is set. His path is set. That kid will have killed somebody by the time he's 18 or 19, and he'll be in the federal. And you know what? And they'll tell you, and these are always these grizzled veteran guys. They're like, I'm right virtually every time. This is how it works when people grow up in these environments. It always progresses. And I geek out on all this mob stuff, you know, and cartel stuff and gang stuff. And they all have the same story. He started out in a playful youth gang where they would steal an orange from the neighborhood neighborhood cart. And then 10 years later, oh, he cut someone's head off. It, it, it progresses that way. He goes from this to shoplifting to running numbers to maybe robbing a little bit. To, well, I want you to beat him up for me now. I'd like you to stab him. Okay, murder him. And that's how it goes every time. He's a bank robber. 1957, Whitey Bulger gets busted. Sentenced to 20 years. So he's going away until he's aged. He gets sent to Atlanta. And the prisoners in Atlanta, of which Whitey was one of them, get asked to volunteer for a program. If they take part in this program, they are going to potentially be released early. Well, that's music to anybody's ears, especially a young man who's sitting there doing 20 he agrees. The name of that program? MK Ultra. That was the CIA mind control program where they enlisted college students and prisoners, sometimes against their will, and dosed them with LSD trying to figure out how to manipulate somebody's mind, looking for truth serum, looking to see if brainwashing is real. Yes, that really happened. This is a documented thing, and they did it to Whitey Bulger. And there are people who say it screwed him up for the rest of his life. Now, I don't know. Apparently, he was really feeling the effects of these things when they gave it to him. Remember, this is the experimental era, and he's a violent prisoner If they're going to dose someone up a little too much and let the chips fall where they may, that's who they're going to do it to. Whitey Bulger eventually gets caught planning an escape, which is funny. He wasn't even caught planning his own escape. He was caught helping other prisoners plan their escape, and he gets shipped off to a place you've heard of before called Alcatraz. You can picture Alcatraz. Perhaps you've seen the movie The Rock, but just know this about Alcatraz. It's closed now, but back in the day, it was made for the worst of the worst. And if you're a young up-and-coming criminal trying to make a name for yourself, it's a bit of a feather in the cap. I mean, it sucks. You don't want to be there. But once you get out, if you've been in Alcatraz, people know you've been around the best of the best criminals. You probably know the most. You're probably one of the toughest. It's not the, it's 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 like you it's like you being valedictorian at your college. <laughs> you know, it's something like that. Only only for murderers. Now at this point, the Italian mafia, remember, we're talking the nineteen fifties and sixties and seventies throughout most of this process. Less so in the seventies because they started going down, but fifties and sixties especially is a big, big, big time for the Italian mafia. They are all over the United States of America, from L.A., New York, New Orleans. They're everywhere. Philadelphia, Buffalo, Florida, the Traficante family running Florida. This is They're all over the place, and they're all over Boston. They are, at, at this point, 
taking over Boston. And organized crime simply works in this way. And this is, well, I shouldn't say simply. This is probably an oversimplification. You, the organized crime group, family, whatever you want to call it, you have a certain level of expertise, a certain level of sophistication that the other more ramshackle gangs in your area that you want simply do not have. So you move in. And you take control. How do you do that? Well, we're going to go over that now. And then we're going to get to our Ask Dr. Jesse questions. National divorce. What's going to prompt it? I'll tell you. One forty-five over ninety-two. One eighty over one eleven. One hundred and eighty-two over a hundred, and I had a heart attack and a cardiac arrest, and then a stroke. Your blood pressure numbers could change your life. A lot of people don't understand, including myself. I didn't. Now I do. Uh, the impact of having a stroke. My memory is shot. When I woke up, I couldn't speak. Lowering your high blood pressure could save you from a heart attack or stroke. If you've stopped your treatment plan, restart it or talk to your doctor about creating one that works better for you. Start taking the right steps at manageyourbp.org. It's a new life, but I'm going to make it better. I'm coming back. Ask your doctor. Check your blood pressure. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. It is an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Somebody wants me to answer a controversial question about black people and how black people vote. Don't think you're going to intimidate me with that. Oh, I'm going to answer it. Somebody wants to know what can the states do to stand up against the feds? How far should they go? And someone wants to know bears versus lions. Who would win? And I don't mean the football team. All that's coming up today on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. 877-377-4373. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Let's get back to our story first. We're talking about Whitey Bulger. Whitey's in Alcatraz. The Italian mafia is taking over an area. And all these organized crime groups take over an area the same way. They start to worm their way in. And then you start to coerce either by force or with money the gangs that are currently there. Oh, you've got a street gang there. That's awesome. Guess what? You're now going to be paying us 10% of everything you do. You're also not allowed to do anything without getting permission from me. And oftentimes those street gangs know that they're outmatched and they'll simply say, okay, that sucks, but all right, whatever you need. Sometimes, though, you get some guys who decide they want to challenge the powers that be And then they find their friend with his eyeballs cut out in the ditch, and then they decide they're going to comply. That's how these things work. The Italian mafia is taking over Boston. 
Now, they haven't taken it over completely, and there's an Irish gang now called the Winter Hill Gang. There are actually a bunch of different Irish gangs at this time. They're also in Boston. They work with, often, the Italians. There's a rivalry there, and the Italians are taking over. But lots of times, one of the things the American Mafia did, the Italian Mafia did really, really well, is they hire out their muscle, keep themselves out of trouble. You want somebody beaten up? You want somebody dead? I mean, yeah, I could do it, or I could hire this Irish gang that I don't care about to do it, and then if they get busted, that's a whole lot of not my problem. They want the money. I want the guy dead. It all works out fine. You know, it's all very on the up and up stuff. Whitey eventually gets out. Now, I should go back to his brother, Billy, the good student, the good guy. Billy is turning into a rising star in Massachusetts politics. And I mean, heavy, heavy hitter star. Just keep that in your back pocket. We'll come back to that. Whitey gets out. And obviously goes right back into the gang life. He tries to work construction and things like that. And they say his brother Billy tried to get him a legit work and he wouldn't take it. I don't know if I believe that. Who knows? But Whitey doesn't do legit work. It's not long and he's hurting people. He likes to hurt people. All mobsters and gangsters and cartel guys are not the same. There are many of them, many of them who didn't really enjoy violence, didn't have a knack for it. They're better with business or scams or numbers or things like that. Everyone has a different skill set. There are some guys who simply enjoy killing and shooting people and hurting people. That was Whitey Bulger. One thing Whitey Bulger was famous for is after he would murder somebody, and I mean right after he would murder somebody, sometimes he would go upstairs and lay down on the couch and take a nap. That's how much it pleased him. That's who he was. He's a gang enforcer, good at violence. At this point in time, a man by the name of Howie Winter is really probably the most powerful Irish gangland guy in Boston. Bolger kills a guy he shouldn't have killed. It was an accident. Howie Winter and Bolger pull together everybody all the Irish gangs in town, you know, after Whitey kills this guy, and they essentially pull everyone in and say, hey, let's have a big meeting. All these Irish gangs are fighting each other all the time, killing each other all the time. Let's have a big meeting. And at this meeting, what they essentially agree is we're all Irish. Let's fight with each other. Let's, or let's stop fighting with each other. Let's join together against the Italians so the Italians don't run us out of our own town. We're more powerful than they are here if we're all together. They all agree this seems like a really good idea, and Whitey really becomes the CEO of this. Now, remember that young man, Whitey Bolger, bailed out a long time ago when he was getting bullied and harassed and beaten up and Whitey stepped in? You remember that young man's name, John Connolly? John Connolly had moved on to become a federal agent with the Federal Bureau of Investigation at this time. A man who's digging into organized crime at this time. He has a little sit down with somebody he knew from his childhood by the name of Whitey Bolger. And what does he tell him? He tells him this. Those Italians that you work with all the time, Whitey, you know they're all informing on you to us, right? 
they're informing on all of you. They want to rat all you guys out. Why don't you work with me and rat them out? I'll scratch your back. You scratch mine. The United States of America at this point in time was hyper-focused. Our federal government was hyper-focused on the Italian mafia, on the Italian mob. I mean, obviously, they wanted to stop all crime, but remember, FBI agents are no different than anyone else. Everyone wants a pat on the head from the boss. What does the boss really care about? The boss doesn't want to hear about your local Irish dude you busted dealing drugs. Bring me Italian mobsters. That's what he wants. Whitey sits down with Connolly and agrees. Now, how does this proceed going forward? Here's how it proceeded going forward. Whitey would still routinely work with the Italian mafia, oftentimes killing people for them, doing drugs with them, gambling, all these things, while at the same time taking information on them and ratting them out to the FBI. What does Whitey get out of this? Well, the FBI, and this became a major scandal, the FBI just simply turns their back on all the crimes Whitey's doing. He's their guy. They don't want to kill the goose that laid the golden egg. He's handing us all this Italian information. Why do we want to give him up? I should note, there's an outstanding podcast on this that is way more in-depth and way better than anything I could do in an hour by the great Howie Carr. Who doesn't love Howie Carr? Howie Carr did a podcast called Dirty Rats. In fact, remind me, Chris, we're going to have Howie on next week. He did a podcast called Dirty Rats. It's like a 10-12 parter. It's totally free on the whole Bolger, the Brothers Bolger thing. It's so good. So if this stuff interests you at all, and believe me, I'm hitting the 30,000-foot view part of it. Listen to that podcast. You'd love it. You'd absolutely love it. If you love my show, you'd probably love that podcast. Now, Whitey is getting more and more murderous. He is... He's in with a guy who has some sports gambling thing that I'm not going to go into. It's called High Lie. They go into this in detail in the, in the podcast, but it's called High Lie. And the guy who he's partners with eventually gets bought out by someone else. And this guy wants to look into the books. And if he looks into the books, it's going to get really, really bad. Whitey kills him. That guy's a civilian. You can't do that kind of thing. Now back to Whitey Bolger's brother. His brother, Billy. His brother, Billy, became president of the Massachusetts State Senate. Now, I know that sounds fairly important. That may not mean much to you. You should know, at least at that time, and people will argue at this time too, that's the most powerful person in the state of Massachusetts. That's more powerful than the governor oftentimes. How powerful was Billy Bolger? Well, he had a local breakfast. And presidents of the United States of America would come to it because Billy Bolger asked them to. That's how powerful Billy Bolger was. Billy Bolger knew very well what his brother was doing and just kept either protecting him or looking the other way. We will wrap this story up and then get to our Ask Dr. Jesse questions. Hang on. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show. 
Jake's Mint Chew is how you will quit dipping. It is how you will quit dipping, and I have been where you are. I dipped for so long and loved it for so long. And if you've never done it, if you've never dipped for a long time or smoked for a long time, it can be hard for you to understand that it becomes simply a part of your daily routine. It's like eating. It's like sleeping. It's part of you. So when something gets that ingrained in what you do, it's difficult to stop. Jake's Mint Chew gives you that transition out of it because you get to keep dipping only without tobacco and without nicotine. Go to jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Use the promo code JESSE, J-E-S-S-E. That gets you 20% off. jakesmintchew.com. Jesse Kelly Show, 877-377-4373. I'm so excited for these Ask Dr. Jesse questions. Sometimes, like when you have a, you have to answer a question about the woke workplace somebody's struggling with or, or a sweet animal fight or the national divorce or all these other things. Sometimes when the questions are so good, I feel myself wanting to rush through the history story, but I won't do it. I've never done it yet. I will not do it, Chris. Let's try to wrap this thing up here. Remember, if you miss any part of the show, you can catch the whole thing podcasted after the show on iHeart, on Google, on Spotify, and on iTunes. On iTunes, leave a five-star rating and leave a review talking about how handsome I am. I know we have new ones that you're holding out for me, Chris. Find me my reviews. We'll do those next week. All right, back to Whitey Bulger. The FBI keeps looking away, too. They know. I mean, the FBI has informants all over the place when they start digging into an area. They know Whitey Bulger is doing very, very, very bad things. They're just not doing anything about it. And understand this, about, especially about the FBI. They very much pick and choose what they're going to go after and who they're going to go after. They do. That's, that's part of it. You don't have the manpower, the time, the resources to go after everyone all the time. You hyper-focus on one thing or one gang or one area. You clean it up, and then you move on to the next thing. And the Italians at this point? They have no idea Whitey Bulger is informing on them, and they're still hiring him to kill people for them. Whitey is routinely killing potential witnesses, and the people they killed, Whitey's gang, the people they killed, it's crazy. He, he would kill, the, he would get together with one of his partners, one of his main partners, his name is Stevie Flemmy. I'm not going to go into it, and they would kill Stevie Flemmy's girl. They'd kill his woman. They, they would, they would t- have a friend or family member, they would tell them to, hey, take a vacation this weekend, leave their home, invite the girl over and kill her and bury her in the basement. It was, ju- it was just the norm. And they're doing crazy stuff, too. This was at that time when the IRA, the, 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 the rebels in Ireland, which we need to do a story on the IRA and all that craziness up there. I always thought it was funny the British people simply called it the Troubles. <laughs> of course, it's such a British way to put it. Anyway, 
The IRA, you know, they're fighting this rebellion up there or terrorism, however you put it. Whitey Bulger sends a shipment of weapons over there to help them out. Like it's some kind of Irish, you know, Irish unity type thing. They're just into everything. Whitey eventually gets tipped off that the FBI, the FBI is circling in on him. Because John Connolly, his friend and protector at the FBI, who was also taking bribes by this point, his friend retired. Should be noted when John Connolly retired, he retired a legend at the FBI for all the good work he did on organized crime. I believe he's still in federal prison to this day. But anyway, Whitey gets word they're circling in and he takes off. But it turns out he's not just some thug. This dude is smart. This dude is extremely prepared. He has fake IDs everywhere. He has safe deposit boxes with cash stashed in them everywhere, from all over the country to all over Europe. This guy, people do not realize, he was being hunted by the Federal Bureau of Investigation for 16 years. He was on the FBI's most wanted list right after Osama bin Laden multiple times. He was the number two man multiple times. I'm not, I'm not making that up. Where did he end up settling down? In L.A., four miles from the FBI headquarters. Settles in with his woman in an apartment. Eventually, though... Gets busted. I believe it was his landlord. It may have been someone else. I believe it was his landlord recognizes him, busts him, goes to trial. John Connolly gets arrested after the fact, too, when everything comes out. He goes down, too. But the story's not quite over yet. You see, Whitey Bolger got sent to prison. And prison can be a very, very, very dangerous place, a very dangerous place for People who rat, narc, inform, however you choose to put it, prison is very dangerous for those people. So the prison system knows this, right? They, they understand that uh, former cops are going to be in a lot of danger in prison. They understand that informants, rats, narcs are going to be in a lot of danger in prison. And contrary to what people believe, the prison system... The people who run the prison don't want anybody getting hurt, especially getting killed on their watch because it makes them look terrible and makes you look like you don't have control of your facility. How does this manifest itself? They will keep people either in totally separate prisons. There are prisons where, I mean, half the prison is informants. In that prison... They keep the informants in a completely segregated, separate area. They have lists, written down lists, on all the places, all the people this prisoner is not allowed to mingle with. How did that work out for Whitey Bulger? Hang on, I'll tell you. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. 
Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, 877-377-4373, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Don't forget, you can find me on social media. I'm on Twitter at jessekellydc, on Twitter and Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I am also on Locals where I can't be kicked off. It is going to be, it's going to be a mountain to climb. To tackle all these emails today, everything from national divorce to the woke workplace to trying to find a man to chicken wings to animal fights to to why do black people vote the way they do? Oh, it's it goes from heavy to light to heavy to light. We're going to dig into all of it. I am going to answer the question about the woke workplace next because I think a lot of you are struggling with this. I'll wrap up Whitey Bolger and tackle that now. Jesse Kelly Show. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. It is the world-famous Jesse Kelly Show with me, Jesse the Shogun Kelly. We are, oh man, it's the 30th, Chris. It's the 30th. We're so close to Cinco de Mayo, I can taste it. The sombrero. Yes, I have my sombrero. I can't believe, I can't believe you just asked if I have my sombrero. I've had my sombrero for days. Sometimes I just walk around the house with it on. I do. I was walking around the house last night, nothing on but my boxers and my sombrero, eating chips. I've never felt so alive in my life. We're going to get to your Ask Dr. Jesse questions here in just a second. Let's wrap up this story of Whitey Bolger. 
arrested, sent into the prison system, supposed to be very much protected. I will point out one of the unknown things about the prison system is if you're a pain in the rear end as an inmate, they have something they call diesel therapy they do to you. Diesel therapy. It's very much not an official term. What that means is they will transfer you from prison to prison to prison and bounce you around all the time. About the time all your stuff finally gets to you from the last prison and you get settled in and get yourself, pack it up, you're moving again. They always have ways to punish you if you're a pain in the rear end. I guess Whitey Bulger, from what we gather, got himself in some kind of trouble He got transferred. Remember, this is a man who is a government informant, so very much supposed to be protected and segregated away from everybody else. And most definitely supposed to be segregated and separated from Italian mobsters who he informed on for years, who who only knows how many he put in prison and for how long he did. Whitey Bulger shows up at a new prison. This is just recently. Within 12 hours, he's dead. How did he die? Well, they loaded up a bunch of padlocks and socks. He's in his 80s, keep in mind. Hauled him off camera and beat him to death with those. They also stabbed him. They also gouged out his eyes and cut out his tongue. Straight medieval. Who did it? Well, allegedly, I don't believe he's been convicted yet, so I have to say allegedly, Italian mobster Freddy Gias. Freddy Gias was a made guy, a guy who had been sent to prison because a couple other of his fellow mobsters had informed on him, a man with a special hatred for informants. I don't do conspiracies on the show. There are a bunch of conspiracies that float around with this, and I certainly don't want to accuse anybody of anything. I will simply say, I know a few corrections officers. To a man, they all say, you know 100% when you get someone in your hands that has to be segregated from other people, especially other specific people. It's not a word of mouth, someone forgot to say it thing. You come with a sheet. You come with a piece of paper. Keep this guy away from blank. If Whitey Bolger got to a brand new prison and in less than a day found himself alone with an Italian mobster who's there, who was already there serving a life sentence... Either someone had a screw-up on a monumental scale or somebody got paid off. I am not accusing anyone of anything. I will say we do know, though, this kind of thing absolutely has happened before. That is the story of Whitey Bulger, and that is the story of how it ended. When we talk about the FBI... Don't ever be under the impression that they haven't always played favorites. That's what they do. You just didn't care. I just didn't care when they're playing favorites between the Italian mob or the Irish mob. 
It was no big deal back then. You're going to care a lot more when they start deciding, as it appears they have, that you, the Republican, or the criminal, and the Democrat needs to be ignored. That gets to be a much, much bigger deal. All right, it's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Let's dig into one of the heavy ones first. Dear Oracle, a few weeks ago you discussed a work-woke place on your show. I'm still somewhat dumbfounded by an experience I recently had at my own work workplace. Woke workplace. I work in mental health, so I know going in that I will be surrounded by mostly Democrats. This shouldn't matter because I can do my job effectively without taking any political stance at all. So I try to avoid it altogether when talking to other staff. My organization is fairly large, but my team consists of only a small handful of people. One day during a team meeting, the conversation shifted from work-related business to simply bashing Republicans without warning. I'll spare you the details. A few minutes later, for some reason, one coworker started criticizing Scientology, but first stopped herself to nervously ask if anyone present was a Scientologist in order to avoid offending anyone with what she was about to say. Despite the overwhelming difference in the number of Republicans compared to that of Scientologists, she apparently believed it was more likely that somebody there was a Scientologist. Now to my question. This same coworker, according to herself during a conversation I had with her a few weeks prior, is only a leaning Democrat. From my experience working with her, I have nothing negative to say about her professionally. We all know that career politicians, celebrities, blah, 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 generally can't relate to the rest of us. But how do seemingly regular people we see and interact with every day become so out of touch? Thanks for reading, and thank you for having the courage to say the difficult truths, such as COVID lockdowns were a disaster from when they were the first mentioned, and that nuts do not belong in the dessert. It is disgusting. He said, feel free to use my name. His name is Blake. Okay, let's have a chat, because I know a lot of you have experienced this. You run into a Democrat. Look, I've experienced this. You at neighborhood parties, workplaces, and things like that. You run into a Democrat, not some nutball activist either, just a Democrat. And without hesitation, they will begin. It was really prevalent during the Trump era. Without hesitation, they will just begin destroying Trump, not not knowing how you feel about anything or what. Oh, did you see what that idiot Trump said? Oh, he's so stupid. What a nut job. What if it? And this, you just experienced this at your workplace, Blake. I'm sure that I, I know we have a bunch of college students who listen to the show. I know you've experienced it. This is something people on the right experience regularly. Why do you experience this? Allow me to explain. How often have you heard me talk about the system? 10,000 times? It's brought up multiple times on the show. The reason I call it the system is because when it, one ideology governs such a vast portion of any society, it doesn't become a political battle or opposing views or something like that. It becomes one system. It, 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 there becomes one way of looking at things. And that one way of looking at things, the left way, the Democrat way, the communist way, that is the one way that is pushed by all, and I do mean all, the traditional cultural institutions now. 
So when your kid goes to school, that's what they're hearing. When your kid gets on uh, YouTube when they get home, that's what they're hearing. When your kid watches the movies, that's what they're hearing. Sitcoms, that's what they're hearing. When they listen to music, that's what they're hearing. When they hear Democrats talk, that's what they're hearing. When they hear Republicans talk, that's what they're hearing. When they watch sports, it's what they're hearing. How does this manifest itself? How does it apply to what Blake's talking about? I will tell you in just a second. You don't have to dip forever. You know that rhymes. You don't have to smoke forever. And the reason I say it like that is I have been that guy. I've been that guy. I dipped for so long. And what would happen is I would decide I'm going to quit. That's bad for me. I'm going to quit. I'm a man. I don't need any help. I'm just going to quit cold turkey. And I would fail time and time and time again. I tried things like the patch. That didn't work. Gum, sunflower seeds. I, I tried it all. It's just a matter of finding the right thing to help you quit. That's Jake's Mint Chew. Go, put in your dip. Just make sure it's Jake's Mint Chew. It's tobacco-free. It's nicotine-free. It's even sugar-free. And I highly recommend, just a personal choice, I highly recommend their CBD pouches because it really helps take that extra edge off. Get a jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE at checkout. When you do that, get 10% off. Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at HollywoodTakeover.com slash Jesse. Who is there for heroes or the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who helps our country's homeless veterans? And who helps our nation to never forget 9-11? Let me tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran Programs comprise their In the Line of Duty programs. They're all dedicated to honoring our nation's heroes and their families. Over 80 walks, runs, and climbs a year. Dozens of golf outings. And the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is educating kids in kindergarten through 12th grade to help our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. If you are an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be part of your investment portfolio. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, when you invest with Labrador Energy, you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. 
Com. You may be able to reduce your tax liability while investing in a sector that historically delivers sound returns. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com today. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. So I, I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7.